Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for All right, welcome to Talking Giants, another player profile preview. It's coming to you on game day versus the Bears. Today we got Cody Latimer and DeAndre Baker, both guys who are going to be really important for this team. Uh, both guys, one guy who's brand new, another guy who's trying to stay in the league, and and Cody Latimer, where like this is a make it or break it year for him. And DeAndre Baker, a guy who has a lot of expectations with him because of you know the Giants trading up in the first round. To get him but Danny how are you and I guess we'll start with Cody Latimer I'm doing good I'm hyped it's game day but all right this is a huge year for Cody Latimer obviously he injured his hamstring last season which put him on the IR until I believe it was the Colts game or a game after that so uh yeah he missed all of last season only played in six games so yeah, I mean, on 16 targets, he caught 11 for 190 yards and a touchdown. And on five kick returns, he returned uh, five of them. Or five on five kick returns, he had 123 yards. So uh, this is a big year for Cody Latimer. Uh, this is a proven year deal, in my opinion, because uh, if he can't go out there and one stay healthy and two help the Giants win, one he won't be on the Giants, and two not many teams are going to be looking for Cody Latimer at least as a starter. He'll be like maybe as a camp guy, or he'll be fighting for a roster spot in someone else's training camp next year. Yeah, I had big expectations going into, uh, going into last season for him. I thought he'd be a good piece, you know, around Odell, Shep, and Ingram, and then obviously Saquon. I thought he'd be like that guy that would fit in perfectly because he's pretty big. Uh, you know, he's six foot two, two fifteen. I mean, guys are talking about Laquan Treadwell as being like a big guy. The Giants could go out. That's what his size is. Um, you know, and he was a second round pick with the Broncos. I really thought he would click with Peyton Manning. I thought that was a great pick. It just never seemed to happen, and he kind of came in as as they were dwindling, although he did win a Super Bowl with the Broncos, but, you know, Peyton wasn't really Peyton at that time. But he seems to, and there was a story written about him, I think it was by R. Stapleton, saying, like, that he wasn't prepared to come into the NFL, that he didn't have the mindset ready to go. But he seems like someone who's, mat- you know, matured, obviously, and he's, you know, 26 years old, he'll be 27 this season. He seems like a like a, a, a old old man veteran. Like I said, he's only 26. Um, but, yeah, the injuries are big, Danny, because, you know, he was supposed to have a big role in the team last year and never really got to go- get going because he was, he was hurt, you know, just a few weeks in. From that Dallas Cowboys game, that little bit we saw of him, it, it reminded you why the Giants signed him because it showed the potential he had. But, the, as I said, the injuries plagued him. And on Laquan Treadwell, the fact that Giants fans want him is quite shocked to me. He's done nothing in Minnesota, and Giants fans are clamoring to get him. Uh, but with the Corey, Corey Coleman injury, he basically, that was, 
to get for him to be wide receiver number three and then go to Tate suspension and Rose his Ross. He's going to be wide receiver number two because of Sterling Shepard's going to be one for week one. And then I assume Latimer would be two. So he has been given a big opportunity to prove himself in this league. And if he can't capitalize on this opportunity, yes, it's four games, but those are huge four games and just staying healthy will be his key. But if he can't capitalize on this opportunity, I mean, I'm not sure what else we, uh, he can do to capitalize on any other opportunity he'll be given. Yeah, so last year he, you know, he played in six games, uh, ended up with 11 catches, 190 yards, and a touchdown. Stats that don't blow you away. The one thing that does pop out, though, is his yards per catch are at 17.27 yards per catch, which is really nice. Obviously, that Dallas game where he did score the touchdown, he had four catches, 72 yards. That was his best game. He had another with three of 52, but he also was shut out in the Jacksonville game, had one catch against Indy and then one catch against Houston. So need to see more out of him. But, yeah, I, I do think – He's poised to step up and be really big for this team. If not, they're gonna they're gonna take him out because they ha- he has Benny Fowler, um, you know, nipping at his heels. T.J. Jones, another guy. So they're not gonna just like let him stick stick in there and stink it up. So he's got a lot of pressure on him. And like we said before, I, I think this kind of is his last shot. We didn't say yesterday, or we didn't say his name in our players to watch, but I believe he's a player to watch because you want to see how the chemistry between him and Eli has developed. Uh, they've been working on it in the camp because Eli is obviously aware, was aware that Golden State was probably going to be, his suspension would be upheld, and it was, so he was building that chemistry of Cody Latimer, and that's a good thing because they need to be on the same page. They've connected on some deep passes, so... I have faith in Cody Latimer that he can get it done. I feel like he's in an opportunity to succeed with a good offense with Pat Shermer and good pieces around him that could distract defenses from him and he can have some big plays. But it's it's just, can he stay healthy? That's really the biggest, because that's the biggest complaint we had last year. He couldn't stay healthy, and it cost him basically the whole season. Then he came back right at the end, and we were out by that point. Yeah, and he's a good route runner, and that's what he's going to need to be because he's going to have a lot of one-on-one matchups with Shep getting a lot of attention, Ingram a lot of attention over the middle, um, and then Saquon being Saquon, he's going to have his opportunities. If there's any guy who I think he might have the most beneficiary of like those three weapons, um, like that like that position, not even just him, but just that position on the team of that, that opposite outside receiver, whether it's on the left or the right, that position has like the most to gain from all the playmakers, uh, or I'd say those big three playmakers and Shep, Ingram, and Saquon, and then obviously Tate when he gets back. Uh, Cody Latimer, he he he's a good NFL player. Don't get me wrong. We may be bashing him, but he has all the talent to succeed in this league. And yeah, I don't think we're even bashing him. I just think no. we're just trying to like. This I'd, I'd, we, it, it just sounds like we're harsh on him. Like this is his last opportunity to succeed. But no, you get our points. Um, as as you just said, we have big time playmakers on this team that will distract other teams from him. Like not many teams. Yes, they're got the game plan for Cody Latimer. But when you see the likes of hopefully Evan Ingram having a good season, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, those you would believe are Eli's more favorite targets, and then that could leave him open for some big plays. And also, as you said, like we have players behind him that could take over him. He isn't an Odell Beckham that you can't bench him. It'll be someone totally different. Uh, Benny Fowler can easily take his spot. TJ Jones, from what we've seen, could hopefully take his spot. You got even got Darius Slate in there for arguments' sake. So I'm intrigued. Crazy is TJ. Him and TJ Jones are the same age, and for some reason, I look at Cody Latimer as his old bet, and TJ yeah. Jones as like this young gun. But in reality, they're the same age. Yeah, Cody. They're not that very different of play. I mean, they have different like 
attributes, but like they're they're still very similar. Cody Lambert just has like this old man allure around him. You believe he's been in the league for years it's and beard. Fowler's older than him. Oh my gosh. Everyone is older than Cody Latimer. It's that freaking beard, dude. Shave it, dude. You're going to get cut because that beard makes you look way older than what you are, Cody. No, yeah, but I, I think we set our part on Cody Latimer. We just have few ex- huge expectations for him. This is his year to prove that he can be a top-notch NFL wide receiver. And if he can't do it here, I don't see where else he can do it. Yeah, and I, I think he will have a good year. Uh, injuries are obviously the, the qualifying factor with anybody, but I think he will have a good year. Um, not a thousand yards or anything like that, but I can see him around the 500 to the 600 yard mark, a few catches a game. And that's all that's going to be expected out of him, especially with a team that has Saquon and doesn't need all these wide receiver weapons. And teams win Super Bowls with guys as like Cody Latimer as starting wide receivers. I think we've seen over, over the history of the NFL that you don't need these superstar wide receivers. You just need like some really good solid guys. And with him being our third option, I'm comfortable. I'm completely comfortable with that. No, I'm completely fine with him being our third option. I mean, we I was fine with it being Corey Coleman. But with him going down, Cody Latimer, it, it's just a Dallas game gave me hope that he can be something in this offense. And I'm just excited to see how Eli and him are on the same page. Like, it's just high hopes for Cody. Yeah, and he has the advantage. He's got that big body. Um, so, yeah, Cody Latimer is somebody I really like. In fact, I got, even got to interview him last year and had high hopes for him. It's just that, that injury really screwed him. But like you said, that Dallas game was really encouraging, um, and that was only a sixth game with the New York Giants. So um, he seems to be healthy all at camp. He's been making some really good plays in camp with Jones and Eli. So I do. I have high expectations for what I would have for a guy like Cody Latimer. Like I said before, I'm not expecting him to be a thousand yard receiver, but I have high expectations for him as the number three wide receiver. Obviously, when Tate gets back. He will be wide receiver number three, but right now he will be wide receiver number two with Tate out. It's just, but no, 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 no. But yeah, he's wide receiver number three because I, while I do trust the guys behind him, I see they're going to give Cody Lamer the benefit of the doubt, give him a few weeks to prove prove himself. But if he can't do it, they'll hand it over to a Benny Fowler, who I feel like Eli is a fan of, or Darius Slayton if they feel he's ready, but he probably won't be ready by that point, or T.J. Jones. Who knows what could happen if Cody Latimer doesn't work at wide receiver number three. Yeah, he's definitely got the leg up on all those other guys, so let's take a quick break and we'll get to DeAndre Baker. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, next on the list, we got DeAndre Baker, first-round pick out of UGA. He's a bulldog. You can't mess with the bulldog, Spurrier. DeAndre Baker. We traded up for him. We traded, uh, I believe it was a third-round pick, and our second-round pick to move up and get him in the first round. And he really wasn't on our map going into the draft because we didn't think we'd draft corner that high. And, you know, the names we had heard were Greedy Williams. But DeAndre Baker... I really think can be the best corner in, in this in this uh, draft because he's just like a, he plays an NFL corner. He's pretty decent at tackling. Uh, he won the the award, the Jim Thorpe Award for the best corner in the nation last year. And in big moments, he stepped up against Alabama. He was only thrown at five times. There was two catches. Um, the 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 first one was just like it was uh, just an amazing catch. Like he was pretty much tackling the guy, but they you know he he was able to catch it. Um, and then one was a cover three drop coverage. So it was like you, you're giving up the curl route. So uh, he's going to be a starter week one. And I think out of the, all the rookies, I think he has the most expectations and 
like the most pressure. Um, I guess De- Dexter Lawrence, just because of the position he plays, kind of gets forgotten a little bit. Daniel Jones, we don't even know if we're going to see him play or, or let alone how much. But DeAndre Baker is going to be like called upon to step in and be a really good corner from week one. I'm not saying he he's like Saquon Barkley, but he has like he needs to be the Saquon Barkley of this year's draft class, I feel like. Because, as you said, the Giants traded up for him pretty high. They traded back in the first round and gave up a decent haul for it. We didn't pick to, like, pick 95 the second night. So we were just sitting there waiting for nothing until 95 came along. But if he if he tore his ACL on that knee sprain, that would have been easily the biggest loss for this draft from this draft class because our corners, while they're good— He's very good. Like, I do like Julian Love, but DeAndre Baker is better. I like Corey Ballantyne, but DeAndre Baker is better. You get the point. And we don't, Sam Beal is injured. Who even knows what Sam Beal brings to the table because he's injured like every other, every day now. I, he has a groin injury now. So if we lost DeAndre Baker, that would have been devastated to this defense because he was going to be a major role in this. Uh, team this year. He is a major role in this team this year. So, and his college stats, he's impressive. He, as the Bulldogs, he was a dog down there in Georgia. And some people were concerned about character issues he had coming out of the draft. He doesn't I, have bad character. He's just a dog. Yeah, I don't think people are, they're just trying to find something. I don't know. Well, he I skipped let, the bowl game. That's, yeah, that's, that's different. That, that was big. Um, That was like, I, I, but I also, I also, we don't know because. I get that a coach would be pissed off that his guy is skipping a bowl game, but we also don't know like like there's there's things that coaches know and other teammates know that the media could, like could never figure out. So I'm not like there's definitely nothing that he's shown us that is a character issue, but I also don't completely dismiss that. I mean, I, I totally I, I usually staff of players in a bunch of this situations, and I. And if, I forgot the player exactly who it was. I think it was Jake Butt. He what? He tore his ACL in a bowl game the year of his draft, and he what? Slid to like fifth, sixth round. So I get the fear players have because for someone like DeAndre Baker with the potential of going in the first round, he didn't want to risk losing out on that big payday because there's a big difference in pay sometimes from first round to second round, and you had that fifth year option as well. So I do. I don't hate his decision to sit out. While obviously you want to see all your players play in the bowl game to help the team win, I do feel their sentiment and you don't want to risk having a big time injury yeah if that was it if that's like the, the what his big character concern is is that he skipped the bowl game or then yeah i don't see that other character uh, concern at all he does have swag though like he has confidence he has swag i don't know if people use the word swag anymore but i remember they did when i played football it was a big thing everyone we had to play with swag but yeah deandre baker what's nice about him is he's a do everything kind of corner um he can you can put, play him up in press. You can put him in bail. Like there's he does everything, and he's going to be like a. I, I think he's going to be like a Pro Bowl corner eventually. I, I have no doubt he's going to be a Pro Bowl corner. Well, as you said, we were doing our research. We didn't consider DeAndre Baker a guy. We looked at more of the likes of Byron Murphy, Grady Williams. While we knew DeAndre Baker existed, we weren't. Well, at least I wasn't keen on. Well, we didn't. Baker. We didn't expect a trade back yeah. up into the first round. When we looked at corners, we looked at like second to fourth round guys. Yeah, and like when when I heard the name DeAndre Baker, I'll be honest, I didn't know exactly who he was at first, and then. I looked in the research, like, all right, this guy's a dog, as we, we keep saying the word dog. He's a dog. He didn't he, offer a touchdown all season last year. Yeah, I know. He is such a good corner, and pairing him with Jack Rabbit will be so good. And teams think they can test uh, DeAndre Baker while they'll be able to. He's, he's going to be a force out there, and 
he's he's not gonna. I, hopefully, the last corner we drafted, I, we do have that bad taste in our mouth. We had the Eli Apple first round corner taste in our mouth, but he's someone totally different from him. He was drafted. Some people argue that if he slipped to the second round, whoever got in the second round probably would have been a steal in my opinion. But the Giants were smart enough to trade up and get him. I forgot exactly who took Byron Murphy or whatever his name is from the Washington guy, but whoever that was team was they were 100% looking at DeAndre Baker but he got taken in front of them so they had to settle for Murphy so I the expectations of DeAndre are huge for a first round rookie yeah and you mentioned Janoris Jenkins I think you know Jenkins has taken on this leadership role these young guys and I think that's the best guy for him to learn from because he's going to be playing he plays a similar style football where yeah like you're gonna come up and play press coverage at times um, and we'll have to rely on your speed. But they also like know how to play zone really well. So like you said, he will be tested because he's a rookie. But we've seen in the past that corners win defensive rookie of the year. We saw it with Marshawn Latimer in New Orleans. Uh, I think Buffalo had a guy. Uh, maybe it was Gilmore when he was a rookie. I, I can't remember. But I remember Buffalo had a rookie who won defensive player of the year or, or defensive rookie of the year. Uh, so like he can have an amazing year and he could have a better year than DeAndre Baker, but just at that, you know, at this point we haven't seen enough. We saw one preseason game where he played well, but he didn't play great. He did have that pass interference, but besides that, he, he played pretty dang good. Yeah, and we're not going to see him for the rest of the preseason because no way the Giants are risking that knee out there. He he's going to be sat down till week one, but he he's done well in practice, and he's got a really good defensive coordinator, James Betcher, who will prep him for week one. So I'm not sure. I I don't know the Dallas receiving depth chart, so I'm not sure who he would go up against. We'll have to look at that. But Dallas is trying going to try and put their best receiver on him. But I feel like the Giants are going to do a good job. Hopefully, keep a Janoris on. Amari Cooper, I forgot his name for a second. Janoris will probably go on Amari Cooper, but I totally feel like DeAndre Baker can not shut down Amari Cooper, but can definitely hamper his playing ability in week one. You're muted. He can hit a little bit, too. Uh, I'll have to reshare the clip. I think it was against... um, I can't remember who it was against, but I mean, he just smacked a tight end in the end zone. It was against Tennessee. Um... Homeboy thought he had himself a touchdown. Like, he catches the ball, and he's at the two-yard line, and DeAndre Baker just lays the boom on him. I'm going to tweet that out tomorrow morning for everyone to look at. Um, just like an amazing play. So, he can do a lot of things, um, and I'm I'm really confident in him. I think I'm, I think I'm more confident in him than I am Dexter Lawrence because we got to see how Dexter uh, adapts to NFL offensive linemen. Um, but behind him, obviously, Julian Love, we have our questions with him. Out of all the young guys, I think I'm the most confident in him uh, going into their rookie season. And I think he is the most confident as well. The guy has confidence because he's a dog. If you remember from um, that clip where Saquon said, I, 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 I forgot exactly what he told DeAndre, but DeAndre like cl- clapped back right at him. He's like, but you had no catches on me. It was a perfect oh, yeah, you, no, Yeah, that, I love that. Saquon said, I ain't seen you get no interceptions, DeAndre. He's like, yeah, you ain't seen them throw me either or, or, or catches or something like that. It was solid. And, and Saquon, who's not a good trash talker, I know he's trying. he tried to ham it up for the mic'd up. Saquon had nothing to come back with him at that. That just showed how confident DeAndre Baker was. He just went at arguably the, one of the best players in the league right now. No chill. He just went right at it. And that's why I'm so excited to see DeAndre. He's going to be a feisty one out there. And in week one in Dallas, he, he's gonna, there's going to be some shoving. He's definitely going to be one of those guys shoving a player around, making them known that he's there. Yeah, it sucks that we don't get to see him uh, throughout the rest of preseason, or at least we're 
expecting to not see him for the rest of the preseason. But yeah, uh, I expect him to make plays, and I think because he has, I because people are going to be going at him because he's a rookie and taking chances against him instead of Janoris Jenkins. I say he gets a few interceptions this year too. Don't don't be uh, don't be surprised if he's the interception leader on the team. No, oh, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that he he will definitely get interceptions this year. But I could totally see him. Teams are going to test him, and he I feel like he's going to take advantage of that. Teams know that he's a rookie, and they're going to feel that they could take advantage on him. But DeAndre Baker, he teams may think, oh, could he be? Well, teams not going to think, but they'll be like, oh, maybe John Sluck, he's another Eli Apple. No, DeAndre Baker is DeAndre Baker, and he, I. Yeah, I could totally see him being defensive rookie of the year, but I could totally see him leading the, this team in interceptions, pass def- deflections. He's he's going to lead this team in something. I'm not sure exactly what category, but he's going to be a goon for us this Hopefully year. Hopefully not catches allowed. Yes, that that will be bad. Don't, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> all right. All right, so that's all we got on DeAndre Baker. So enjoy your weekend. We'll be back Monday with a new episode recapping the game, all that kind of good stuff. Lots of film, lots and lots of lots of film. Hope you guys have been enjoying these because we've been enjoying making them. So until Monday, folks, let's go Big Blue. you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free sign up now at anchor.fm slash new that's anchor.fm slash new to get started john boy media has a new teammate it's iheart podcast what does it mean John Boy Media Shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening.